Welcome to the Food, Peace, Please podcast, co-hosted by Serena Marie, RD, creator of Food Freedom Fit Fam, and Susan Ports, RD, creator of Ag Quality Academy. Our joint mission is to empower women to embrace food freedom. We want women to realize that there's more to life than changing your body and counting your calories, macros, or points. While we are medical professionals, this podcast is informational only and not meant as a substitute for individual medical advice. Now let's get this party started. Hey friends, we are so excited to be back in your ears today. Today we want to just talk a little bit more about like what in the world is food freedom and all things intuitive eating, like what what does this really mean? How does it help? And kind of just share with you from our perspective, like what this can mean for you and your relationship with food and your body. Yeah. So I, I think food freedom is kind of used interchangeably with intuitive eating. Do you kind of agree? Like we can kind of say those are the two of the same things. Yeah, totally. I think – intuitive eating sometimes can be like a little bit confusing. Like, like, what does that even mean? Like, (laughs) like, I think if, if from an outsider's perspective, looking in, you might be like, I, like, I can trust my intuition. Like, you know, and I think sometimes that's like really hard for people to conceptualize and to understand. And I think that's why a lot of times you see, you know, providers or dietitians talking about food freedom because food freedom is a little bit easier to conceptualize because you can understand what food is and you can understand what freedom is. So that piece of it can really help to bring it together. Absolutely. And I think also like intuitive eating is a little bit of a misnomer because even when you're far along in your food freedom journey, like Susan and I, what we what we do ourselves, what we teach our clients is not necessarily to always follow your intuition. Like sometimes our body doesn't send us those hunger cues or sometimes our body, um, you know, isn't isn't doing a good job of like kind of telling us what we need and we have to kind of put our dietitian hat on. We kind of call this gentle nutrition in the intuitive eating world where we have to kind of take care of our body by maybe eating or drinking, even though maybe we're not receiving that signal. So I really like food freedom for that reason too, of that I think intuitive eating is kind of um, doesn't actually um, conceptualize like what the practice really is. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, I think a lot of times too people just – we don't necessarily have the easiest time understanding what it's like to actually listen to our bodies. Mm. Because we've been told for years and years and years not to listen to our bodies, but to listen to all these external rules. And so one of the things that I often like talk to my clients about is like, when was the first time like you stopped listening to your body? Mm-hmm. And and so when we talk about intuitive eating and we're saying, okay, now you need to listen to your body when you've been told for years not to listen to your body. Like it's really hard to, it's like you, it's not like a light switch, right? Like you can't just turn the light switch on and all of a sudden you know exactly what your body is telling you and how to respond. Totally. And I think it's really tricky because a lot of times I'll be talking to women and they don't even realize that 
they're dieting, right? Like, because what does this mean to not listen to your body? It's really, it's really like confusing because unless maybe you're somebody who is calorie counting where it's like truly like, you know, my fitness pal or what have you is telling me how many calories to eat a day, you might just kind of say, oh, well, I don't diet. I do listen to my body, um, but I eat clean or I don't eat processed food or, um, you know, I only eat between, you know, 12 p.m. and 7 p.m. or something. And okay, maybe you're not labeling that a diet, but those are rules that are standing in the way from you truly connecting with what your body wants, what your body's telling you. And so maybe you're not dieting per se, but you're also creating an obstacle between listening to your body and, you know, honoring your true hunger. Yes, exactly. And I think that now a lot of us don't, like you're saying, like a lot of us don't realize that like what we're doing is impairing that. So we might not feel like it's a diet. You might be like, I don't diet. Like I totally would have claimed that. Like, Mm -hmm. right? Like I totally would have said, I do not diet. I eat clean. That's what I would have said. Mm -hmm. And the thing is that okay, it's not a diet per in your mind, but it is creating a rule and it is creating restriction. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing that food freedom teaches us is that any sort of restriction is going to lead you away from listening to your body. So anything that's creating external rules versus listening to your internal inner like knowing and listening to your body those external rules like that's where you're getting away from that food freedom so those are the things that are diet so even if it's not like a true diet or just trying to take the label away i think there's so many diet companies now that are trying to like remove themselves from that dieting paradigm because it's not as well known as it used to be. And like people don't want to diet, right? Like I would say people like within our generation do not want to diet. We don't want to be on these diets. And so they're relabeling themselves as something we like to call wellness. And that's where like the clean eating and all of those things start to come into play. And what we're noticing is that even though they're not labeled like a diet, they still are a diet. So I always say if it looks like a diet and smells like a diet, it's probably a diet. (laughs) So yes, I love that. So I think that really what Uh, we're trying to say is that Food freedom is really this pathway to getting away from these external rules, turning more inward so you can start to learn what works best for your body. Because the other problem with all of these diets, these wellness lifestyles, um, these external rules is that they don't know your body and they don't know what works best for your body. And so the problem is that when, you know, the little app on your phone spits out that you need 1,200 calories a day and starts yelling at you when you go over 1,200 calories, like it it doesn't know your body. Like it doesn't know 
like what exactly is going on in your body. It doesn't know where you're at in your menstrual cycle. It doesn't know how much activity you've done. It doesn't it it just it doesn't know all of those things and the best barometer for understanding what your body truly needs is actually turning inward and listening to your hunger and fullness cues and listening to those other signals like how tired are you or how much energy do you have and how do you feel mentally? You know, mentally, do you have a lot of clarity or do you feel very foggy? All of those things, like what are those things telling us that we can turn around and listen to? Because that information is a lot more tangible about what's going to work for your body instead of listening to all of these external rules that are coming from diets and wellness culture and all of that kind of stuff. Absolutely. And I think it's I think it's like um what you're saying here is for a lot of people you're sitting there and you're like, "Okay, well, I don't diet. So what, you know, why should it bother me I don't have food freedom?" And I think that's where we we want to kind of look into, well, these little rules you do have, I eat clean, I don't eat processed food, I only eat between X o'clock and X o'clock. Like, how is that stripping your power away? Because what Susan's saying here is like, you know yourself better than the random diet police that you are like finding on Instagram. And I think it's so funny because for so many of us in so many other aspects and areas of our life, if a random stranger on Instagram was to ever like just randomly tell me like, um, hey, Serena, like you need to do this to like be happy. I'd be like, uh, who are you to tell me <laughs> what to do? Like you don't know me. But for some reason, we are so willing to give our power away when it comes to food. And that's because culture has taught us that we can't trust that inner barometer. We can't trust our body to tell us how much food we need, when we need to eat, what foods we are going to enjoy the most and feel best in our body. Instead, we're always looking for that external source of information. And, you know, this is the reason why people are constantly trying diet after diet. When we think about like, you know, has has your diet worked for you? What we're really kind of asking is, have you stuck with this eating plan, you know, for your entire entirety of your life, like whenever you decided to start it, and have you been able to do it in a way where it feels easy, sustainable, and has really optimized your quality of life and you feel good in your body? And, you know, for a lot of people, when they're thinking about different diets they've tried, it's these little bursts of, oh, yeah, I did six months on this diet and a year on that diet and three weeks on that diet. And, oh, yeah, it worked when I was doing it, but then I stopped doing it. And it's like, okay, well, then ultimately – it didn't really work. It just took you further and further away from building that trust with your body. And I think that's where I know Susan and I get really passionate in like, hey, this podcast is about telling you that you're allowed to reclaim that power in your life. Like you're allowed to trust your body and build that relationship where you can look at me as the dietitian and say, hey, Serena, this food feels good in my feels good for me. And I like eating this food. And I'm telling you, the dietitian, that this is what feels good in my body. And I'm going to respect that. Susan is going to respect that. Yes. Yes. That That's so incredibly important because what we're trying to say here is that when you take your power back, 
and you know what your body needs and you can trust and have confidence and not need to be searching for the next diet or to be on and off the same diet all of the time, that power that you get back and that brain space is so incredibly life-changing. Like, just think about it right now. Like, how much time and energy do you put into thinking about food, planning your meals, meal prepping, grocery shopping, like all of these things that are dictated by a diet. And then on top of it, thinking about, oh, I'm hungry. Should I eat? Should I not eat? Is it okay? It's too soon, but I'm hungry. And oh, but now I just, you know, ate a whole bag of chocolate or, you know, all of that time and energy that you are spending on that. Like when you have food freedom, you gain all of that time and energy back. So just by taking one simple step and saying like, I'm just not going to diet anymore. I'm not going to listen to these external rules that tell me what to eat. I'm just going to eat what feels good and sounds good. Like that one little step is going to release so much more brain space and energy. And you can take that and put that into something else. And whatever that something else is, like let it be something that fills your cup. Like maybe it's a new hobby. Maybe it's doing something different in your career or spending more time with your significant other, your family, your friends, your kids, like put it into that cup that truly is going to make you feel more fulfilled because ultimately when it comes down to it, I don't know about you, I'm, but when I'm 80 years old, I don't want to be the one in the nursing home. Well, one, I don't want to be in a nursing home in the first place, right? But <laughs> it happens <laughs> for some people. Um, but I don't want to be the one that at 80 years old is still concerned about eating a cookie. You know, I used to work in long-term care and I would like meet with all these residents all the time that like had spent their entire lives worrying about food and weight loss and trying to lose weight and changing their bodies. And then like, they're still like, like, you know, they're in their eighties and they're still worried about it. And it's like, look, like, what could you have done with your life if you weren't worried about that? Like, let's embrace the fact that you don't have to worry about those things. So you can just spend the rest of your life actually doing the things that fill your cup. Yeah. I feel like it's literally like putting on these rose-colored glasses because it's like even if you even if you were like I'm not going to get a new hobby, which you know, you should because it's fun. But like even if you were like I'm just going to live my life identical to the way I was living it when I was eating clean or not eating sugar and grains or whatever not diet diet you're doing, like all of a sudden you start to realize like that, you know, 10 to 11 o'clock period of time when you would sit there and think, dang, I'm so hungry. I can't wait to eat lunch. I can't wait to eat lunch. I'm so hungry. I can't wait to eat lunch. Now all of a sudden, like you're not thinking those thoughts because you're full. Or if you're hungry, you have a snack and you stop your hunger and you're no longer thinking over and over again, I'm so hungry. And, and, and just that alone, like just shifts the way you can think. So like, I'm just thinking about my experience, like I would spend so many time, so much time of my day, like logging my food in my fitness pal and 
fighting with my hunger, drinking carbonated water to trick myself into like getting to lunch without eating a snack. And then all of a sudden it was like, I was fueling myself better and my work felt so much easier. Like I was able to think clearer. I was able to put all this energy into the work I was doing. It would get done faster. I felt so much more like like proficient at my job and like proud of myself and accomplished at the end of the workday when I would log out because I wasn't sitting there like, you know, shaking with hunger. Like I can't wait to eat my next snack that I'm allowed. And you know, even before adding in a fulfilling hobby or anything, just like it completely changes and transforms like the way you live your life because you reclaim that brain space, like Susan just said. And I can't tell you how powerful that feels and how freeing that feels and how, you know, as somebody who used to teach weight loss, like I just feel so um like passionate now about like letting every single woman know that you're allowed to have every moment of your time, like be dedicated to something that is way more important um, and powerful and meaningful than the pursuit of a smaller body. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. That, that like, I feel like we could just like clap to that because it's so incredibly true. Like you are put on this earth to do so much more than try to change your body to get it to look the way they society tells you it should look and to spend your life counting what you're eating, meticulously reading ingredient labels and assessing everything. And like you were meant to do so much more than that. And having that power back, it is life-changing. It's it's like basically looking at something and realizing that like you have the choice. And, and that's the point that I think we're trying to make here too is like you have the choice. You don't have to diet. You don't have to eat clean. You don't have to be incredibly careful about everything that you're eating. And And I just want to like explicitly say this because I I know that there are people listening to this that are like on the fertility journey and you're listening to this and you're being like BS. (laughs) Like, you know, you Mm -hmm. don't – you're like, I I can't do that. Like if I stop eating clean and stop eating perfectly or attempting to eat perfectly because perfection is like impossible to attain, if I stop trying to do that, like – then I won't get pregnant. And I just want to tell you that that is not true. And what you are eating, yes, it is important, but is it the reason why you're not getting pregnant or why your diagnosis is whatever it is or why you've had a miscarriage? Absolutely not. Like the food that you are eating is important in fueling your body, but not in the way that you think it is. So it's not about you having to be perfect. Like that's not what it is at all. And in fact, a lot of times, and I think Serena and I can both attest to this, but a lot of times when you have more rules and you're following diets and you're counting what you're eating, like the stress that you are putting on your body and your mind around food is in fact worse for you than any possible food could ever be. Absolutely. I think I you know, the pursuit of health, when you're on a food freedom journey, you don't abandon the pursuit of health. And this is like extremely miscommunicated and, 
you know, in the media where people are like, oh, you're food freedom dietitian, so you just abandon thinking fruits and vegetables are healthy. It's like, well, no. <laughs> we we our clients, you know, ourselves, like the people that we know who have food freedom, we all are on a journey to pursue health. You know, um, you know, pursuing becoming um having better egg quality and being more fertile totally possible with food freedom pursuing running stronger and faster and preventing injury and maintaining your period when you're a you know an athlete absolutely possible with food freedom no one is abandoning this pursuit of health but instead what we're doing is we are focusing on mental health and the diet industry you know they don't they don't ever talk about what is that doing to you when you're sitting in a restaurant and you should be laughing with your girlfriends and instead you're paralyzed with fear, clutching the menu, thinking to yourself, oh my God, how many calories are in this? How am I going to log this? What kind of oil is are they cooking with? You know, that level of anxiety that you are channeling because you're sitting in a restaurant with your friends. I mean, come on. Like, how is that healthy? Like, I think when we really think about it, think about moment to moment, you know, instead of eating your packed lunch, your boss brings, takes you guys out for lunch and all of a sudden there you are paralyzed with fear or you were supposed to go to the gym and then you can't because your kid's sick and you have to go pick them up and now you can't burn off your calories, paralyzed with anxiety. Think of all of these situations and these are not like crazy once in a lifetime weird curveballs. Like this is like life. When life happens and you can't eat perfectly or control your food or get your workout in, if you're sitting there feeling scared or worried or panicked, that is not good for you. That is jeopardizing your mental health. And nobody who is preaching diets is talking about that. And that's a huge, that's life. Like, I'm sorry, that is life. Yes. And I just want to say, like, if you're sitting here thinking like, that we're saying like prioritize like mental health over physical health. Like I just want you to think about how diets are telling you all the time to prioritize your physical health over your mental health every single day. Like Mm -hmm. diets are not doing anything for your mental health. You think that they are doing something for your mental health because you're thinking in your head, yeah, but I feel better when I'm on a diet because I feel better in my body. I feel like I look better. And all of those things, I just want you to realize that we tell ourselves that that's what it is. But what happens when you reach your goal when you're on a diet? It's never enough right? Like you think that it makes you feel better, but in reality, that's not what's actually happening. So it's not actually helping your mental health. And what we believe is that you can have mental health and physical health simultaneously at the same time. And that's exactly what food freedom teaches you. It teaches you how to approach food in a way that feels good for your body. So you know what foods are going to help to feel your you your best. And that means eating a variety of all foods. Okay. Like that means that Yes, we eat fruits and vegetables because guess what? There are things in fruits and vegetables that are really good for your body and they make your body feel good. Mm-hmm. And But that doesn't mean that you can't have a piece of cake. And that mm-hmm. having a variety of all those foods is so incredibly important because 
when you include all of those foods, you're not only satisfying your body, but that's giving your mental health what it needs. And there, it's there's nothing wrong with, with seeking pleasure from food, but when you're dieting, you're removing all the pleasure from food and it's less satisfying and you're not eating a lot of times the foods that you want to be eating and it's forcing your mind to become preoccupied with food and again, increasing that stress and decreasing your overall mental health. Absolutely. Yeah. I think there's like this huge disconnect and it's, it's nobody's fault. It's, it's, well, it's diet culture's fault because they don't tell us about this, but like your physiology changes when you're restricting, right? So if we think about how temporary weight loss and I, you know, emphasis on the word temporary, you know, how temporary weight loss is achieved, it's with restricting calories. And so we're restricting our calories to be low enough that we're burning off body fat slash muscle slash water weight. And so you're losing weight on the scale. And okay, so so what is the physiological effect? Like what is changing in your body? It's not like all that's happening is now you fit in a smaller clothes size and the end. So what's happening is you're becoming preoccupied with food. Your brain literally your thoughts of food will increase. You are more likely to have cravings for um, calorie-rich foods that are highly palatable, like sugary foods, like cake, for instance. You're less likely to crave the healthy foods like vegetables because there's not enough calories in that in there. Your body is trying to sit at your genetically predetermined set point weight. So when you are falling beneath that and you're eating less calories than your body is asking for, your body is going to drive you to be craving these high-calorie, sugary fried foods. So you're kind of biting yourself in the butt because here you are saying, I want to be healthy. I want to eat lots of salads and feel really good in my skin. And then you're kind of, you know, scratching your head confused why you're obsessed with eating ice cream. And it's like, well, on a food freedom journey, you can eat ice cream, but it's not going to be your obsession. Like you're going to have a few bites of ice cream. You're going to have a cup of ice cream, whatever it is, and you're going to move on with your life versus when you're in a dieting state, your physiology is changed. Your brain is literally wired to be craving these foods that are going to make your diet fail, right? You're going to fall off the wagon, so to speak. Um, and then also, I think we should have a whole episode about how it affects metabolism, Susan. I think I think oh. we should talk about how dieting destroys metabolism and how, of course, you can heal from it. I'm not trying to make this like a death sentence situation, but like it is also another physiological effect as it's slowing down metabolism. Yeah. And I think like the point that Serena is making here is that your body is actually fighting against dieting. Mm -hmm. So your body is so incredibly smart. I don't care if you have a chronic health condition. I don't care if you're struggling to get pregnant. Whatever it is, like your body is really smart. And even if you feel betrayed by your body and you feel like you can't trust your body, I, like just know like I, I get that. But your body is still incredibly smart and it is doing whatever it can in order to make you healthy and keep you feeling the best you possibly can, which is why when you're dieting and you're not eating enough, it's telling you and create telling you to eat that foods that are more calorie dense. Mm -hmm. it, it it is your biological drive. And and so I just want you to take a second and recognize how powerful your body is and how smart your body is and know that like 
you can embrace the fact that like you have the ability right inside of you. You were born with it. Babies are born with it and they are really, really good at listening to their bodies and telling you what they need. And you can, you can do that too. I, I love that. I feel like that's the perfect place to stop. Like, I think we have really kind of hopefully, listen, this is a journey. So if you're sitting there and you're like, I don't know, guys, like you haven't 100% convinced me. That's fine. Like that, that's fine. Just keep listening. We're going to keep preaching. We're going to keep having conversations with you. We're listening to you. We don't expect you to flip the coin overnight because however long you've been alive, you have been existing in diet culture. And it is a, you know, very well accepted and normalized um, part of culture. So it's okay if you're still not 100%, you know, into food freedom. But I hope at least you are leaving this conversation, asking yourself some questions, considering whether you are secretly dieting or restricting, wondering about those consequences of what that diet is doing to you, and just kind of maybe considering having a little bit more trust in your body after this conversation. Yes. All right, guys. Thank you so much. And we look forward to bringing you tons more info to keep you moving on your food freedom journey. Okay. Thank you for joining us. If you are a female athlete looking to heal your relationship with your body, head to serenamarierd.com to download my free runner's guide to better body image. And if you're trying to conceive, head over to simplejoyfulnutrition.com to grab your free guide to get started boosting your egg quality.